to be honest, since you mentioned the Euros, I can't really get that out of my head. They both stepped up, but one was just really good, stepped up to a new level now. Um, I see everyone on Twitter saying, delete the first three episodes. <laughs> he knows all about Phil Jones, he just got skimmed by Charlie Patino in the end. He got absolutely skimmed by Charlie Patino, so did that goalkeeper that you mentioned earlier. So this is the first official episode of the Three at the Back podcast. We're three passionate football fans representing Chelsea, Arsenal and Manchester United. This pod is really going to show how being biased is the new normal. My name is Sunjit and I represent Chelsea. I'm James and I'm a passionate Man U fan. I'm Kai and I'm a Gooner. Now the formalities out of the way, let's talk about what's happened in the last six months. We've had the Champions League. We've had, uh, just to let you know, Chelsea won the Champions League two times now. Two times. Two times in nine years, just to clarify. Uh, England bottled the Euros, as per usual. I'm not surprised. And uh, the transfer window, which is basically probably the maddest transfer window I've ever experienced. Yeah, yeah that was crazy. Some proper FIFA, some proper FIFA um, transfer market, I can't lie. But listen, I think we should start with the transfer market. To be, to be honest, happened. to be honest, since you mentioned the Euros, I can't really get that out of my head. All right. Quite we'll disa- Euros. disappointed yeah, by that. Euros. Yeah. Um, so you were at a pub watching it, right? Yeah, I was at a pub. Yeah. So tell me how it was. Tell me the whole scenery, the vibe. What was it like? Well, when you're when you're, a bit smashed, the game goes quite quickly, and um, yeah, couldn't really couldn't really um, gauge what will happen at the start because it was all a bit surreal. With the um, with the goal, the early goal, Luke Shaw, of course, is always be a hero. And um, I didn't think they played a bad game, to be honest. But crazy result, and a penalties, worst way to go out. Luke Shaw scores in the first two minutes. Two minutes he scores, right? Mm. There's plenty of time left in the game, okay? And Gareth Southgate parks the bus. Yeah, I know what you mean on that one. What? Drop back. What? You scored in the first yeah. two minutes of the game. Attack him, yeah. get another goal. If you concede straight after, cool, you've still got about 85 minutes left then. Mm. So what's, what's stopping yeah. you? It was a, a good Italy team, but they're nothing special. Like, with the players England have and the players they had, it's not like, oh shit, we took the lead. Yeah, okay, let's just, let's just block them off, don't let them score. It's the team that England should be just like, alright, let's keep it, knock it about, let's just go for it. Get another one, or just keep the ball, just let them run around, let them just keep it, not just sort of drop back, drop deep, and eventually if you do that, it's kind of, the more and more the game went on, you knew they were going to get one. Yeah, you knew they were going to get one, but honestly I think it comes it comes to quality versus a lot of experience in those two centre-backs. Yeah, yeah, yeah the centre-backs are class. I mean, Cialini and Benucci, probably, they might not be the two best centre-backs in the world, but the the two best pairings, I'd say. Yeah, yeah I'd say so. Right definitely, now. definitely. That doubt. Yeah, yeah. They bossed that. And Chiellini, he knows exactly the perfect tactical foul. Yeah. He knows yeah. exactly right, what he's yeah, doing. Yeah. I see loads of people crying why it's not a red card. And I'm just like, you it's don't watch a, enough football, yeah. you think it's a red card. Yeah. No, all I'm going to get is a yellow. Everyone behind the ball again, we go again. That's it. <laughs> Otherwise, Saka's through. I can't remember who else was on the other side. But, yeah. Let's, let's talk about the penalties then, because... This, this, I, I watched that at home, right? And I was screaming when there was a miss. 
Now, why with God's green earth do you bring on Jaden Sancho, Marcus Rashford, with 30 seconds left to go, when they have not barely played the Euros, yeah. did they not? Both of them barely played. Barely. Just sub the so you bring them on to take a penalty in the biggest game of their career, with all due respect, right? Mm. Sancho, who's a kid as well, mm. right? What confidence do they have going to take a penalty on the biggest... And I think it will be the biggest game of their career. Unless England get to a World Cup final, True. it will be the biggest game of their life. Yeah. Southgate's yeah. got blood on his hands, I'm sorry. And Bukayo Saka, I rate Bukayo Saka yeah, highly, yeah, right? Why on God's green earth, again, are you making a kid take the fifth penalty? Bro, he doesn't even take penalties for Arsenal. No, no, he's not not, not a penalty taker. I don't think I've seen him take a penalty, to be honest. Um... You know what? He's it's a lot of uh, he's got he's got a lot of nerve going up to that, and it's just sad, isn't it? It's the way it went down, and then you got Grealish coming out after and saying, "Yeah, I could have taken a penalty." Mm. So you just got to step up to it, really. Then it's almost as if he was like, "You know what? Everyone hated me after Euro '96, right? Let me just give the whole country a taste of their own medicine." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that's what, what it felt. Like. That's what it felt. He was like, "Saka, I'm gonna make you look like the criminal." <laughs> yeah, right. That's not on my hands, it's on yours. I just don't understand how you can score in the first two minutes and you don't go try to finish the game off. Even if you concede, it's just... Mm. It's fossil football, football man. Like, yeah. I don't know how... Like, Was Jose Mourinho really manager? Is that Wembley as well? Yeah. Bro, we will never see our nation in a major tournament final in our home mm. country. Again, probably in our lifetime. Yeah. The one chance we had, yeah? They blew it. Yeah. But they had a lot of success playing that way, getting there. That's how they got to the final, basically. Yeah. They weren't blowing teams away like that. It was just a good, solid team performance. Like, yeah. those two holding players, they were so important yeah, to that whole tournament. Rice and Phillips, they were solid in that, that tournament. Like, everyone gave them a stick, the sideways passes and that, but mm. they did their job in terms of win it, give it, win it, give it, win it, give it. That's it. That's what you have that's to do. Yeah, that's, that's the kind of players they are, though. And, and that's why they were that. so yeah, well yeah. for West Ham and Leeds. But you know what? Qatar next year is going to be in what November slash December. Yeah, the World Cup. It's a weird one, isn't it? I feel about that, but I'm pretty sure we'll be covering it on here. Yeah, Premier League's going to have a break. I'm assuming. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, Arsene Wenger talking about a World Cup every two years as well. Was it Arsene Wenger that suggested that? Yeah. Yeah, bro. He he's 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 the inside man at FIFA now. Do you not know that? No, of course. Yeah, I know. I know. I know that, but I heard. I I heard about this two years, but I didn't look too deeply into it because I just. It just looks a bit silly. But his 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 asking his proposal, he basically wants to do a World Cup every two years, right? Instead of like random international this is what I agree with actually. Mm. Instead of random international breaks, what he wants to do is he wants in the summer a four week mini tournament just to qualify for the next summer's tournament. And I quite like that. I like that. Because idea. I think we can all unanimously agree we hate international breaks in the Premier League season. Everyone hates it. Yeah. yeah. Why have Why have an international break three games into the Premier League yeah. season? Everyone's buzzing. Just starts your clubs back, seeing all the new players. What's new with the club? Uh, team? One minute and he's then, singing right. Viva Ronaldo, and next minute he's he's at the cheering room on that Wembley. It's just not the same, is it? No, I'm not even watching that. Well, one. I mean, Anisha's probably happy there was an international break at that time. Wow. <laughs> it's just how it's gone, isn't it? Really, it's the same story. But uh, let's chat about the. Uh, the transfer window boys because so I think oh, he started already I think it's been the craziest transfer window I've ever seen like I said earlier it is literally like a FIFA window that's how it felt 
Now, I think the best place to start is the highest spenders, would you agree? Yeah. Right, okay. and I'm going to give the mic to you, Anish, because you spent, what, over 150 mil? Tell me what you think of your transfer window. What grade would you give it? Well, I'd give it a grade of, uh, I'd say, I'd say B+. Plus. Only because when Edu came out and justified all those signings, and I think that was needed. I think if you're a sensible fan, you'd understand what he's trying to say, and there is a logic to it. I think yeah. for those AFTV fans, and hey, don't get me twisted, I, I don't mind AFTV at all, um, but a lot of them, yeah, they're a bit unstable, I'd say, and they're not going to be happy because they want the big names. They think that money could have been spent maybe on two players or something like that, but then you are looking at just loads of holes in the squad. And I think they signed they signed well. They they got a left-back that they needed. Uh, I'll be honest, the, the right-back, I don't know if he's a centre-back or a right-back. He looks built like more like a right-back. Uh, he, right? he built. He looks built more like a centre-back. But Tomiyasu, yeah. But I've heard a lot about him, like work ethic, how he applies himself. Uh, he's been quality wherever he's been, to be honest. But like I said, Premier League's a different gig. He had a good game against Norwich, but then you know people like to remind us it's, it's just Norwich. Can I see him as a right back? I don't know. I'll have to see. I haven't seen much of him. He looks more like I thought he'd be at the right of a back three, with Gabriel in the middle and uh, well Ben White in the middle and Gabriel on the left, and then maybe Maitland Niles on the right. But um, yeah, it was a bit of a weird one. But I think we'll see with him. I think Ramsdale quality signing. I think. Uh, I think. Do you think he's gonna challenge for the number one? Ah, hundred percent. I don't th- think he's gonna. You're not gonna spend thirty million on a goalkeeper. Yeah, to sit on the bench. Well, I don't think it was... I, th- I don't think that the overall fee is 30. I think I think it's around 25, rising to 30, which it probably will because I think he, I think it will go to 30 just because I think he's ready to take that number one spot. He's a good goalkeeper. He's, he got, I know he got relegated twice, but he was player of the year both times. Uh, I think he had a loan at Wimbledon, I think it was, player of the year there when he was there. So... He's good. Yeah, mad disrespect on when he when he got announced, you know. If I'm, if I'm honest with you. Yeah, people just want a big name, don't they? I think. I think without even knowing, I think the name means more than the actual kind of performances that people put in these days. Ramsdale good with his feet, as you saw against Norwich. If you did see it, good distribution. He's got a long ball on him as well. I think that we, that's what we need. We need a bit more composure. We need someone's a bit vocal at the back, because that back line's been a tr- been a problem for years now. Back to the Arsene Wenger days. And uh, I think we needed just a stable goalkeeper there that is going to bring everyone confidence. And I think that that's what he is. Um, 25 million? Come on, I mean, Sheffield bought him for about 20 million. I think Ramsdale's going to come in. He wants that number one spot. He means business. He is joining, what, the third biggest club in England? Yeah. Regardless. Yeah, And I mean, it's one of them ones, like with us and bringing back Henderson, even if Ramsdale doesn't make it as your number one, it's probably because Leno's improved. Yeah. So either way, it could work. One of them's going to have to be number one. And hopefully it's because they've both stepped up, but one was just really good, stepped up to a new level now. That's what you're hoping for with that. Even if it's Leno that becomes a number one, but hopefully it's number one because he deserved it and earned it through performances. Absolutely. Sometimes that competition just needs to bring back a keeper to be like, oh, I was kind of just chilling because I knew I was exactly. every game. Exactly, and and with goalkeepers, it seems like they're a bit more on the training ground. I think they go and do their own thing with a goalkeeper coach, yeah. so they're only surrounded by maybe three three other goalkeepers max, I'd say. So you right. need someone there that is yeah, like right. you you need someone you need to be looking over your shoulder basically. And if you're not, 
you got a free ride. You can make as many mistakes as you as you want, but you know that 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 got the goalkeeper on the bench like that we had uh, run us, and he's just not going to play. No, exactly. Yeah. And, and Lennon's then probably like content because he's like, you know what? Yeah. I don't have to give my best because mm. I know they're not going to pick Ronson over me. Yeah. And that's why I liked it. when you had Emi Martinez. He obviously he played in the FA Cup final. He won the FA Cup final for you. But he, people were talking, oh, he's going to give Leno problems, right? And now looking at it in hindsight, how much of a good season he had at Aston yeah, Villa, do you not turn around and think, you know, if we had kept Emmy Martinez, we wouldn't have had to buy Ramsdale. We would no. have had his solid keeper anyway. So that 30 million, or 25, whatever it was, pre-add-ons, could have gone distributed anywhere else in the team. Could have not. No, look, I understand that. And then people always talk about Emmy Martinez. And of course, there's a great goalkeeper that's gone to Villa. He was probably goalkeeper of the year last year. Uh, he was that good. But you, you've got to take what comes your way. No one was coming in for Leno. No one's probably going to come in for Leno, uh, especially at the money that, you, that you'd you expect for a goalkeeper of Leno's quality. Um, Martinez, they came in with the offer. They needed a goalkeeper. We need to sell. We're not selling players. I think they had to sell Martinez, personally. Um, they had no choice. They, they're not getting any other money from anywhere else, really. And uh, it was a good goalkeeper, but at the same time, you've got this other goalkeeper there. That's that is a good quality. He's a German international, but no one wants him. And it's it's happening a lot in the the transfer window where where, where a lot of good players they just be rotting away because no one's coming in for him really. You can have good players and no one wants them. Certain players are rotting away in the under twenty threes. Ask James. He knows all about Phil Jones. He just got skimmed by Charlie Patino <laughs> in the under. He got absolutely skimmed by Charlie. Patino. So did that goalkeeper that you mentioned earlier. Skimmed by the by the youngster, he's got a great future. By the way, just got to put that out there. But it happens. Yeah, there's always a few. You know, if he stays like, what was it one more year, he gets a testimonial, doesn't he? I think this is his tenth year. I think. Didn't he refuse to give Varane his number four? I don't know. I don't know whether he's I heard or something not. about Phil Jones refused to give the number yeah. four up to Varane. You know, <laughs> Champions League Varane. I'm not James. Mad at him because in the same way he's a player, he's got to have his own pride. He's been a professional for Man U, done his thing. It's a bit, just to be like, oh, yo, by the way, look at him. But he's got, he's got to have a bit of pride and be like, no, I'm going to stand my ground. Like, I'm going to keep this shit. Absolutely. Whether I play or not. I'm keep, I've won the Premier League with you, man. Some of these players here haven't got anything. Absolutely. I agree with that completely, man. Like, Phil Jones, I reckon... First off, he needs to leave because he needs to get just for his for his own career because he's not a bad player from what I remember. Yeah, he can do it in a Premier League team. He can do it in a Premier League team. It's tough at United though when you've got that many people yeah. watching you week in week out and it's just you're just under scrutiny all the time. But um, obviously they've moved on from Phil Jones in terms of quality and the level that they need now. But like I agree with you, you can't just you can't just resign your shirt unless it's Cristiano Ronaldo coming in. Every, anyone's got to hand that over really yeah. because it's his shirt. Yeah. But it's the brand, though, isn't it? CR7. Exactly, oh, exactly. Have any CR21. random number on that. And look, the it's amount of money that will go down. And plus, mm. the shirt sales you made. Yeah, it's been mad. Insane. The stock Insane. rose, what was it, like 2% or something? It's just funny, though. It, what was it? Green and gold until we're sold. But as soon as Ronaldo comes, the shirt sales are skyrocketing. <laughs> <you know? laughs> funny one, That's that is. true. But I still, no, I still, no, I still never with the Glazers. Uh, They've done a sick transfer window, but deep down, they're still. Nah. Let's, let's tee off the Arsenal one before we move on to Manchester United, right? Yeah, cool. You also signed Sammy Lokonga. Now, I'll so, be honest with you. Yeah. I, I watched him against Chelsea and 
I don't think there was many positives against Chelsea, if I'm honest with you, apart from him. Well, Thomas Partey was great against you guys and he was running the midfield until he got injured. Was Thomas Partey playing? Yeah, he got injured. Oh, that was oh when he yeah, was injured. he got injured, didn't yeah. he, of course. Uh, running the show, absolutely running the show. Yeah, look, that's the thing with Chelsea, you can be running... And that's the thing with Arsenal as well, they can be dominating for 10 minutes and they go and concede a goal out of nothing and then they just let the other team just walk all over them. I think Lukonga has been a bright spark in these last three games. I just, you just got to be hopeful that he, he can keep his head up because he's going to need that. Uh, he's going to need a strong, strong mindset when he's playing. When he's playing in a club that just, and a team that just doesn't live up to it. So, and he can't. You don't. You don't want that getting to your young players. But what I'm hopeful for is this guy was a captain of Anderlecht before he left. And you're looking at young players like that. I remember Cesc Fabregas when he was a captain, which was uh, at a very young age. You just hope he's got that bit of leadership in that. Tillmans bit. as well. Yeah, Tillmans as well. And you just hope he's got that little something extra in him. That maybe. The company also said he's like a young Patrick Vieira, is it? Which is probably the best compliment you can get as an Arsenal player in midfield. I saw him at the Brentford and you could see there was something. He's like, okay, he looks a bit tidy. I know they weren't great that game, but first time watching him I was like okay he looks like given time and stuff he could be a good player for us yeah. Ben White's going to have a lot of expectation oh, yeah, because he's, he's a 50 million player something. and I get most of it is English tax yeah. okay mm -hmm. just be honest yeah. he's not worth 50 million but Harry Maguire wasn't worth 80 million but yeah. that's the price they had to pay for English talent yeah. mm -hmm. he's that's better just... than what you got so you just pay it yeah yeah exactly I mean, David Luiz is gone, so you needed a ball-playing centre-back. We've seen what Ben White does. He takes the ball out, he takes up the pitch, and he can spray balls left, right and centre. Just like David Luiz used to. But David Luiz was a little bit... His discipline, even at Chelsea, his discipline was just hit and miss. He's either on fire, or he's just done the biggest for Yeah. Do you yeah, know what I mean? He's yeah, just unreliable like that. Luiz, yeah. So, um, So, I think... Last name on that list is Erdegaard, and I think uh, that signing made total sense. I think it's a little bit, a little bit frustrating that we didn't get him earlier in the window because I think he did want to go back to Madrid. So you know that his heart wasn't really saying I want to come back to Arsenal, but I think he's, exactly. he he ran out of choices and it was the best option for him. So you know it's a little bit. It's one of those you just got to take it on the chin. But he came in last year and he was he was really good. He, he, you know, as an Arsenal fan, I'm going to have to mention this, but I think we were second in the Liga that second half of the season, weren't we? We finished we, 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 we second well, half. I, the, know I didn't say like that. I don't think of that. Second half of the season table, I think, we've, and that was him. A lot of that came from him. You know, he's a leader as well. He's another one, captain of Norway. For the money as well, we've been getting shafted transfers. That was, I think, we got him at a snip. Okay, so what you gave you gave it a B, right? I gave it a B plus, a B plus, because let's not just talk about the uh, incomings the outgoings were you know that was there was a lot of players a lot left on loan a lot of uh, prospects that I thought would be coming up but they've gone now you you looking at your Zach Medley um you know Trey Coyle those kind of lads and um Joe Willock Joe Willock is a good sell Joe Joe Willock is the only thing that we could have sold really uh, because Newcastle wanted him that that much so it made sense for all parties really but like I say, we could be kicking ourselves in a few years' time. You know, I look, I look at it now and I'm just like, you did get rid of a good fair few players. I know a lot of people just gave up on Hector Bellerin. Um, people said he cared more about um, 
modelling than modeling, playing football yeah, nowadays. Yeah. And I rate what he does about the environment. I do rate him about that, but I can see what people say about like he doesn't look like he's a passionate player anymore. I remember like at one point Barcelona was flirting with him, weren't they? Well, they were flirting with him this year as well. Well, I mean, had the mighty have fallen at Barcelona uh, if yeah, they're flirting with Hector Bellerin. Do you know what I mean? On the front. Yeah, it's just embarrassing. The only thing with Arsenal, the play, a lot of them were just loans or free transfers. That's the only thing where you're like, ah. Oh, well, the majority we of them. Really, we could have got money. Other than Joe Willock, the rest are just loans and free. That's it. But they're clearing the wage bill. Yeah, it's good for that. Like, yeah, yeah. Willian. In terms of that. <laughs> Oh, you know what? Sorry, I got, I got a laugh you know what? I have to put a bit. I told every single Arsenal fan William is trash. You did. I remember you saying that. I do remember you saying that. But you know what? He came in and and I, first game against Fulham, you thought, F how do we how do we get manage to get him off Chelsea? And then you're thinking, how have we got this guy from Chelsea? In the end, it's like, I you know what? I have to change my mind and say, probably giving it a minus just because we got rid of William, and he gets an he gets an A star. For the sportsmanship and ripping up his contract, and who knows what the real story behind that is? Maybe he signed an, you know, uh, an NDA saying that I won't tell you lot that you did pay me off, really. But who knows? I don't know. That's just speculation, isn't it? I, th I read into things a lot. So that's pretty much Arsenal's transfer window in a nutshell, really. Anish gives it an A minus, and to be honest with you, I agree. I won't sit here and say you made any marquee signings. I'd say you paid good money for squad depth. But I think for if you're spending over 150 mil, I think you needed a marquee signing. You might turn around and say it's Odegaard, and I hope it is to be honest with you. But I thought you could have used that money and just buy at least one marquee player. But who it's going to be, I don't know. Players nowadays want 250k. They want to play yeah. in Europe. They want everything, and I don't know what the situation was. Like, is Arteta buying these players? Is it Edu? Like, what is going on? And I think. We'll see it's going to happen because uh, Amazon's obviously following them for a documentary, which I think we can't wait to watch. Crazy. Um, I see everyone on Twitter saying delete the first three episodes. <laughs> so for me, I would rate it. I'm going to give you a C because it wasn't a bad window. You did get rid of a lot of people. You didn't get a lot of money in for it. You spent some money, which is good because you've been dying to spend some money. I just think. One marquee signing away from having probably the best window out of all the clubs in the Prem. I'll give it. I think I'll give it a C, same as Ryan. I just think it was when you said about the clearing off the wage bills and stuff. I was like, yeah, that's good. Even though you didn't get the transfer fee, sometimes you just have to take that out to get them off the wage bill and go next season. That's money saved that we can go on and put towards something else. But I think it was just a just a, all right. It's like. Yeah, a few few players we don't know about, but could be something good. But mm. at the moment, I don't know what they're gonna be like. Yeah. So it's just uh, yeah, all right. In a few years' time, you might look at um the guy from Anderlecht, Ben White, the fullback, and you'd be like, okay, these three players are key in this new Arsenal team. Hundred mm. percent. It's like, it's like an investment window. Like, yeah, yeah, it could go that way, but then it also could just be like a oh, remember that transfer window when they spent hundred and fifty and. All the players just they might the only one left. Absolutely, absolutely. It's just one and then they might turn around and be like, "We we spent 150 mil, and if we do sell these players in the next five years, four years, we've made 250 plus yeah, mil. They could make money off. I some mean, some yeah. clubs, it's it's a business model. Yeah. And as a Chelsea fan, I'm not denying that, which mm. we'll probably talk about when we see our outgoings this season. Mm. But 
that's I think I think that's the model you lot have gone for, and it's clever because you know you've been ripped off selling some players in the last few years, you know. So if this is the right move and this is what the, the strategy they've gone with, then that's why I said it's a good window. Look, hopefully it pays off. Look, I, I, I'm gonna. This is gonna be my third and final time. I'm gonna change the grade, and the reason being, <laughs> the reason being, right? There's two names that we've completely not mentioned, and that's William Saliba and Matteo Guendouzi. You've gone to Marseille, and they've got an unbeaten start, if I believe, and uh, quality players. I think I think Guendouzi is a quality player. Saliba doesn't make any sense. Why go out and get another centre back when you've got one of the most promising French centre backs? And uh, Gunduzi is in the France squad now, which says it all. Great under Emery. I don't understand what Arteta didn't like about him. The non-negotiables, of course. I think he was a bit of a prankster. Didn't take himself too seriously. And I didn't think Arteta liked that. I think it maybe was threatening the uh, the whole system that he put in place and the new ethos that he put in place. But still, sometimes you got to just look at quality. I've heard uh, Ben Foster talk about Carlos Tevez, how, uh, Tevez and how he was a disgrace in training. Come game day, he'll be outrunning everyone, man of the match every week, scoring goals for fun, outrunning, no, having, having, having higher running stats than everyone in the game. So it's just one of those things you've got to, you, you, you know, you, you got, to, you got to know your players. Fergie never shouted at Ronaldo. What would that, have been, what would that have done to him if he did? You never know.